Yo, welcome back, or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Food. This is Jeff. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week. Yeah, let's get it. We back for another week. Thank y'all for coming back for another week. And if you haven't done so yet, follow us, like us, mm-hmm. definitely share us so we can you sure. know, continue growing this educated food mafia out here. So we're definitely trying to grow this following. So comment, share, follow. That's all we ask. If you ever want a specific topic, feel free to engage us on our socials. So Educated Food Podcast on Instagram, Educated Food Podcast on Facebook, or you can send us an email at educatedfood at gmail.com. All right. And like we do every week, let's check in. How you feeling this week, man? Yeah, I'm feeling good this week, man. Um, you, you, you know what? It's funny because you always say, I know y'all doing something or y'all going somewhere. Well, you know, this week we're going to New Orleans. So we we, we literally packing right now to get out of here tomorrow. So we are headed down to NOLA, baby, all weekend to celebrate the end of the summer and mourn the loss of freedom. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. How about you, man? How are you? First, y'all stay masked up out there. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I heard they even I mean, asked I, for vaccination cards, so we we oh, got our yeah. yeah, we got our on deck. Yeah, now, I'm a, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of New Orleans. I tell everybody, um, I only been there once. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there around the same time. That's kind of how the connect happened. Um, but I tell people all the time, like my impressions of New Orleans is like it's a very it's the most beautiful, but at the same mm-hmm. time, dirtiest city you'll ever be in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now now does that rival New York City? Have you been to New York City? I've been to New York. I don't I don't think it rivals New York because I think okay. New Orleans is is the culture, like the way it the way it's set up, the city, the downtown, like is I think yeah. it's really a beautiful city. Um, yeah. New York, I don't really think I don't when I think of New York, I don't think of like this is just a beautiful city. Right, oh, I'm from LA, God. so New York is just like a bigger is like a LA, a smaller LA to me, right? True, um, true. Depending on yeah. where you at, right? Depending on where you at, and I haven't explored New York mm-hmm. enough. I've only been twice, mm-hmm. uh, and so I do need to go back and explore a little bit more. But New Orleans, you can feel the culture, you can feel like the history, um, gotcha. and the different, you know, different areas depending on where you at. So I think I think New Orleans is just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. But it's also yeah. a dirty city, depending on which block you turned out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this will be my third time being down there. So, yeah. you know, this is the first time, well, the second time I will be down there for leisure. But the second longest time that, well, the first longest time or the, or the longest time, this will be the longest time I'll be down there. Because um, okay. the first time I went down there was just for two days. It was like for a Frank Ocean concert and we came right back. So, yeah. yeah. And second was time there. it was like for a conference for student affairs. Yeah. So Yeah. And that's you know, that's where the connect happened, right? The conference. I was there for right. about a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was we were about a week. Yeah. yeah. I was there for about a week because I did the I did the pre conference, you know, TPE yeah. stuff, placement exchange for those who don't know. Uh just mm. a thousand interviews all in like three days. <laughs> I did that and then I stayed for the conference after. So I was there for a minute. So I I enjoyed I enjoyed New Orleans thoroughly. I need to take my wife because she's never been. But yeah. Uh, for me this week, you know, first week of school, first week of school, students are back. So that was, you know, yeah. that was good to see. It kind of, re- it, re- it re-energized me. I will say that, uh, going 18 months right. without seeing okay. students on cool. campus, I was getting kind of like, yeah, I'm tired of this <laughs> and to have some students back, it felt a little bit better. So, um, it was, it was a good, good week there. You know, my dad just came home from the hospital today. So that's, that's good news. Uh, Word. Congratulations. So just got to keep him healthy and up out of there as long as I can. So good week. Good week. Uh, we on we on countdown. So every I was time just I about wait, to ask you, what's the update with Baby Watch? Like, where, where the baby at? We just we just sitting here waiting. We just sitting here waiting. Okay. I mean, officially, the due date is officially like two weeks. But okay. any time within these two weeks, it can happen. Like, it's whenever she want to come. So. Okay. We just Fair sitting enough. here waiting. Just sitting here waiting. So that's all we doing, man. 
Yeah. Well, if she's anything like your oldest daughter or or, or your 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 daughter now, like she is definitely gonna be a boss. So she gonna come when she wants to. I don't want her to be nothing like Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I love my baby girl, but I can't have mm. two of them. I need I need the other one to be a little Ooh. bit more mellow, a little bit more chill. Okay, I mean, listen, I joke my sister all the time. Well, we all joke my sister. She had the same baby twice, so she <laughs> my my nephew uh, who it will be turning seven on Saturday. Actually, shout outs to my nephew SJ. Um, he'll be turning seven on um, Saturday. His little brother that is two years old uh, is just like him in every way. Like identical, they even look alike. It's crazy, so yeah. I'm trying to figure out a cool way to transition to this, but there ain't really no cool way to transition yeah. to this. Um, so well, man, I mean, we could just talk about the social commentary because there's a lot been going on over this weekend. I mean, over this week, in the last two weeks since you know we've been we've been out here, like, bruh, R. Kelly, his trial started this week. <laughs> Yo, they snuck that trial in. Like they're sneaking yeah. that in because you will figure, right? Especially uh-huh. in the day and age that we are in the internet age, right? Like, right, it'll be everywhere. It'll be streaming. Like it's nothing. Like if you nope. weren't looking for it or like on social media at the right time, you will have no clue that his trial is actually going on right now. No clue at all, and that's so disheartening because I want to see this trial full scope. I want to hear all the witness testimony. I want to see exactly what is going on. I want to hear what the prosecution has. I want to hear the defense, which right now I know what the defense is. And I'm like, what? They're painting this out to be like, you know, these were consensual relationships. And some of these relationships were actually beautiful. Him pissing and slapping on folks. Like what is beautiful about urine to your urine and fingers to your face like that ain't cool that ain't cool no ain't nothing beautiful about that it's crazy yeah like i don't i don't understand how it's not being i mean i understand how it's not being televised but i don't understand how it's not being televised at the same time right Mm -hmm. we get so many of these courts like that's why court tv is in existence right yeah and i would love to hear the defense, like I want to see what type of case they try to put up for this man to defend his predatory behavior over the last, you know, two decades. Like, well, man, I mean, Aaron Magruder already like foretold what the R. Kelly trial is going to be like, right? Like his grandmama got to be up there talking about that ain't my baby. That ain't. That's why I was baby. laughing. That's why I was laughing when you brought it up because that's all I could think about is the Boondocks episode, right? And I just my see God. it in my, I see it in my head, like R. Kelly yeah. just breaking out into song, and the jurors like dancing and letting him off because he's R. Kelly and he came up with a great song. Exactly. So, like that's all I could think about every good, time I think. Of it. <laughs> so that's all I could think about. Literally every time I think about this case, I think about the Boondocks, and yeah. because that's truly how he was treated through the first trial and everything after. Like people Absolutely. ignored exactly who he was because he is a musical genius. Yeah. Like there's no he way to get around Lennon his talent. Dance music. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's no way to get around his talent. And it frustrates right. me when I'm like listening to like my Pandora and then like mm-hmm. a Charlie Wilson song would come on and I hear his his vocals in the background. I'm like, can I listen yeah. to Charlie Wilson's song right now? Because his vocals in the background. He is. That's just like Jennifer Hudson's last album. It was so good, but R. Kelly executive produced it. And there are a couple songs that I really like on that album that R. Kelly's on. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't listen to this. Yeah, it's it's a struggle. It is a struggle. It because is. there's some like newer, or they not new anymore, but like some Isley Brothers songs that pop on. I'm like, yo, this is mm-hmm. jam. Uh, Friend of Mine by Kelly Price. That's my jam. And then that, that was that was my that, that was everybody joint, you know. Yeah, that so middle hard, school, man. Sheesh. hard. Kels and f the game up. He done made it difficult. He did to, to completely cancel him out because he he has some bangers. <laughs> yeah, and and unlike defeatist, 
he has been around for a while and has done some amazing work with some amazing artists. And so, like you said, it's hard to cancel him out. Um, but with Defeatus, like, he hasn't really done much of anything except for put out, like, Jingle Pop and bounced on a few songs with Megan. I can fast forward all those, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's been easy. Like, I haven't heard of the baby song in, in I don't know how long. Like, I just haven't. And it's not even been intentional. Yeah. It just doesn't come up. Like, it just don't Well, now it ain't going to come up because everybody is blacking him out. Like, even yeah. that Dua Lipa song that he's on, they took him off that, that album. Oh, yeah? I mean, off that song. And now it's and just Dua Lipa, and it's kind of boring. But <laughs> <laughs> you did I mean, wrong, that's bro. The, that's the crazy thing about where we are now, right, mm-hmm. with music. Because back in the day, you on a record, you on a record, right? Yeah. It's, it, it takes a lot of effort to, like, put that record back out. Now they just, like, delete it, delete your verse, and they're still streaming that same day. Like, you don't know that it was done, right? You right. buy a single back in the day, you stuck with that single with him on it. So, like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy so much of, like, where we at, but also I don't like it. Like, I hate stream. I hate streaming numbers. Because they, I do like, too. Obliter- they I do obliterate too. records of people who you had to go out and buy that record. And it's like, it's not fair that Old Town Road is like the number one single ever, right? And I'm like, he beat out Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men because people just were streaming it just to see what was going on. Like, I mean, but kids loved Old Town Road, though. Kids loved it. Kids loved but it. But once again... It was never made for kids. <laughs> it was never made for kids. But it's nope. still not better than One Sweet Day. I don't care what nobody say. Now, see, I can't listen to One Sweet Day because then it gets me in my feelings and I start crying <laughs> and I don't want to and I don't like that. It's, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. that that's like um Song for Mama by Boys to Men. Because they my played God. that at my yeah. grandma's funeral. Mm-hmm. And black people, please stop doing that. Stop doing that. Please. Like, please. Stop. Stop Please. taking songs and playing them in funerals because you ruin the song forever. So like, it's hard for me to listen. I can I can listen to it a lot better than I could when I was younger, but I can listen mm-hmm. to it now without completely falling apart. Right. But yeah, it's hard. Speaking they play that. They play that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Speaking of funeral songs, I got a funny one for you. So for my grandfather's funeral, this was uh, my grandfather passed away back in '95, and for my grandfather's funeral. My cousin remixed the song Gangster Lean. Remember that song? <laughs> this is for my homies. And so <laughs> my cousin remixed the song to Gangster Lean and had all my other cousins up there singing it at my grandfather's funeral. They were like, Jerome, you want to come up here? Hell to the no, no. I ain't getting up there singing no goddamn remix Gangster Lean. Are y'all out of y'all mind? My grandfather roll over in this casket and slap the hell out of all of y'all. No. <laughs> I won. There was this uh, viral clip that went a year or two ago, where like uh-huh. the lady at a funeral, she was like singing this like side chick inappropriate yes. song. Yes, she was. <laughs> Yo, um, oh. I, I I I love us, but we be doing the most sometimes. The internet is just fucktastical. I tell you, like we do the <laughs> most. We, we do the most. And it's terrible. It's terrible, but I love to watch it. So keep back, keep back in the fool out there. That's it. That's just like that saying, I don't be in nobody business, but I watch the hell out of it. I, <laughs> I don't be up in that, but I will watch it. <laughs> okay. Shoot. Yeah. That was something yeah. I posted a while back. Like I told people like on Facebook one year, I was like, look, I'm just letting you know I'm nosy. Like yeah. if I see pictures of you and your boo ain't there no more mm-hmm. i'm going through your timeline to figure out when did this we fall apart lose clues of this bitch <laughs> how do we get this together we put right like piece by piece i'm trying to figure out when did this fall apart exactly a month ago y'all were all booed up now it's your birthday you alone let's see where this happened like i'm i'm hella nose mm-hmm. hella nose Ooh, she posted a picture of some ba- uh baked mac and cheese at his mama house that she threw in the trash Ooh, that's probably where it went down there no yeah we, we, we piecing this together you throw a subliminal shot out there i'm following you for the rest of the day 
What, what else, I want to see all what, of it. What else are you about to post about your life today? So <laughs> I can laugh at your misery, unfortunately. Exactly. That's terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. But you know what? We all do it, though. We all do it. We all sit there and, and creep on people's pages and watch the drama unfold, even though in private, uh, in public, we'll be like, oh, girl, I'm so sorry for you. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry for your loss. That's just like when people post that someone died in their family and they're like, oh, I'm so heartbroken. My auntie died or whatever have you. Now, you'll post your little, you know, my condolences or I'm sorry for your loss, L-O-S-S, not L-O-S-T. But <laughs> secretly, you like, how the fuck they auntie die? Let me find mm-hmm. out. Let me go back through. Because <laughs> you don't want to outright ask because that's ignorant, right? That's, um, yeah. Or at least I, I don't. Terrible. Some people do. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't need to Some know the details. Yeah. The only, the only, even when it's someone, I mean, so I'm from South Central LA, so I've lost a ton of people my mm-hmm. age. So when it's someone like that, I'm always like, yo, what is it? Because rarely is it something, you know, a natural death or they, right. they were sick for a while. Like, rarely is that. So, like, for me, right. it's always like, please just don't let it be the other. Like, so I, I, I dive in and kind of look through those things. But, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. all that to I mean, say, sometimes people, auntie was a hoe out in the streets and she just died from doing <laughs> that. And and we got to find out. We, we got to find out what's going on. Like, oh, shoot. What trick killed her? What happened? I, I got to know. Like, I just, yeah. for my own sanity, I need to figure out why are you playing Keisha Cole in the background? <laughs> Listen, and, 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 and that's when people do it. Keisha will get you through. I'm telling like, you. What, what happened? Because you you singing love way too hard right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let me see what happened. I'll be competing uh, with other, other chicks. You can change like Amber Rose. <laughs> Man. This <laughs> So, so great segue. Let me tell you about this Amber Rose situation. Since you you said you you weren't too familiar with what's going on, so Amber Rose the other day or maybe yesterday posted all up on her her Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff like that that she was sick and tired of being shat on by people who say they love her and you know want to be with her and all this other kind of stuff like that. If you all don't know, listeners, Amber Rose is dating AE, who is an A and R producer for Def Jam. Now, I don't remember, I don't recall what AE's actual name is. It has, it's, it's like Andrew Edwards or something like that, or or Alan Edwards, but he, he goes by the, the initials AE, and so she's been dating AE. AE is also the father of her youngest child, and Lil Bash, uh, or Sebastian, who is um, Wiz. Who's, who's his daddy? Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa's son. So he's he's Wiz Khalifa's, you know, son's stepfather, as well as her youngest son's father. And, you know, he has been out here and she looked through his phone and he was out there. Like he had 12 women that he was communicating with and, you know, having these conversations with and having sexual relationships with. And she found out about it. And so she went on Instagram and went the hell off. And AE jumped on a podcast and responded to it and was like, yo, he basically was like, yo, I'm a dog. Like, <laughs> woof. <laughs> this is what I do. Um, I, I can't help it. I love women. And so, and women love me. So I'm going to be out here in these streets with these women. And he's like, Amber's texting me, asking me to just apologize and stuff like that. But he was like, I'm not trying to break her heart by apologizing and, diminishing my nature or muting my nature for six months and then go right back to the same thing. He was like, you know, I am in a situation where I like to be with multiple people. He was like, however, and so they asked him like, would you be in an open relationship with her? And he was like, AE was like, nah, because while I can be out in these streets, I would be hurt if she was out in these streets. (laughs) Man logic. Yeah. Man logic. Yeah. Man yeah. logic, like that is that is man logic to a T. I tell I tell people that all the time. I I know dudes who just like AE cheat yeah. all day long, cheat all yeah. day long. Don't it's let crazy. don't let her texting her the dude. 
let alone sleep with another dude. He broken up in the corner listening to Lenny Williams. Like, okay, like dudes, dudes can't handle it. I love you. Like dudes, dudes, like so many dudes out there can't handle if the shoe was on the other foot. That's and no. so that's man logic. Like that is man I logic. I no, I can't do that. The I think the thing that frustrates me more mm-hmm. with dudes like AE and you know, it's if that's who you are, right? Yeah. Like let someone know that. Right. And, and I feel I feel like so I was, just, you know, after you told me, I kind of looked things up. They've been together three years, they said. Um, OK. It, sometime in those three years, Amber had to know. Oh, yeah. like like you oh, either yeah. knew before you got with him or during like this. It doesn't a dude who's sleeping around with 12 women doesn't just pop up overnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you don't you don't wake up like, yo, when did you become this way? Like it. Yeah. So, part of me is like, are you you knew what you got into? So unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't feel as bad for you because you tried to turn a hoe into a house husband. That's that's what you right? did, Amber. That's um, what you did, and that's what she keeps and, doing because she continues to do this with all the men that she's with, which I don't understand the logic in that either. But I mean, some people like projects. Some people like trying to fix people, but. I wouldn't align myself for like lifelong responsibilities with someone like that. Yeah, not at all. Like, we can Y'all gotta we can try a friendship, like we could try a friendship, and I'll try to fix you through that way. But like, I'm not about to align myself with you for the rest of my life, knowing Absolutely. who you are, right? Because it's not. I mean, I'm not saying like I'm not gonna say he's flawed. Like some people just can't be in exclusive relationships. Like it's just not. Mm-hmm. Everyone's not built for it. Right, yeah. and if you're not built for it, though, don't put someone in a position who's looking for an exclusive relationship and that predicament. Right. So, like, that's where, like, it, it kind of sucks because, yeah, it does. like, now, you know, like, she's in a tough spot. Like, she's in a tough spot. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think Amber just needs to be by herself. She also needs to, you know, go seek some counseling. She needs to get some life coaching. Maybe she needs to lay down in Iyanla's bosom for a little while and get some support in that way because that girl is broken. You can see it. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble for this. I know I am. Just, just I say it. Just say it. Just say it. There are so many women today and on social media who are completely mm-hmm. broken. And they try to hide it behind body positivity, right? Because Amber Rose stays naked. (laughs) Um, She started OnlyFans, right? And I think a lot of people, and that's how she gets her following. That's how she gets her attention. That's how she gets her likes. That's how she gets her validation. Yeah. I've always struggled finding it hard to believe that you truly love yourself if the only way you can get validation is by showing off your body to anybody and everybody. Yeah. Like I've always struggled with that. Yeah. I don't know so where, where I get in trouble. I, I think I might struggle too. I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm struggling or if I'm just like, or I, or if I've been in a place where I'm like, you know what? I don't understand and I don't know. So I'm gonna just mind my motherfucking business. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes I just be like, I'm gonna mind my business. Cause I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> I know. And I do. This is the first time I said it, you know, out loud to, Bunch of people I don't know. <laughs> exactly, <right>? Because I mean, <laughs> I mean, because that's honestly how I be feeling sometimes when when I be yeah. seeing these things that people are just like, oh, I'm taking control of who I am, my body. And I'm like, yeah, to an extent. But I think there's right. a bit, a part of you who's doing that to seek some form of validation. And if you're seeking validation through those methods, I don't think mm. you're truly as happy as you say you are. Hmm. Right? Hmm. That's something to think about. That's something to think yeah. about. I've never thought about it like that before. Yeah, some, definitely something to think about. Like that's that's just me, um, because it it goes along the line to like, you know, all the hate that Lizzo gets right for 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 her body, mm-hmm. and being proud of her body, right? Right. Um, because she's not your stereotypical, you know, slim, thick model, right? right. She, she's a plus size woman, 
Um, and she gets a lot of hate for her size and for her being naked for her size, um, which I don't, I don't care either way as it regards yeah. to that. But I think she's beautiful. She's a very beautiful woman. She yeah. is. Um, yeah. But also, for me, me being a oversized, literally obese, if I look at my BMI, um, I still, I'm not one who like ignores the fact that I need to do better health wise. I need to lose weight. Right. And I've been right. so many people in those positions now. You know, fat shaming is something that has taken on a life of its own, I think. It has. And also I come I come from I come from a household where like we talk about everything about you. So like for me it comes from a place of love. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's just interesting. I remember yeah. the first time my wife met met my uncle, I brought her home and my uncle's in a mm-hmm. wheelchair. And he mm-hmm. said something, something fat boy. And I was like, I'll flip your ass off this wheelchair. And she was like <laughs> Is that how you like, talk? This to is you? this is how we talk to each other. <laughs> this is love. We yeah. is mad disrespectful, but it comes from a place mm-hmm. of love. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. We kind of got off topic there a little bit. No, but but uh, just to go back onto topic though, and, and especially what you said about Lizzo, I think one thing that validates your uh, it, it, one thing that validates your argument is the fact that after Lizzo dropped that video rumors uh, last Friday, people came back with such negative things to say about the video. They came back with such negative interpretations of it. They were just hounding Lizzo and she broke down. But I was like, boo, you're the one who is saying, hey, this is my body. This is who I want to be. This is what I am. And this is who I am. And you're going to love this body. You're going to see this body regardless. And so it, it 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 kind of put me in a space where I was a little bit confused when she came back and was like, you know, like crying on social media because she got such negative press because of the video. And I was like, well, you knew that that was going to happen now not everyone was in a space where they were like this video's trash and all this other kind of stuff and you need to stop showing your body and blah 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 i was one of those people in her comments like yo i love it you know but she she didn't see all of that she only saw the negative and 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 she even mentioned like right like thank you all for everyone that supported but there were so many of you all who did not support and all this other kind of stuff like that and i'm like with regards to body positivity, if you're going to be out there and you're going to show your body and all that kind of stuff like that, and you're going to, you know, tout this flag of body positivity, you also have to take the good with the bad and and walk right through that shit. Now, I'm not saying that we should have iron feelings uh, because that's unrealistic of, you know, and, and non-humanistic, right? Like we all have feelings and things of that nature. But if you're going to do it, maybe walk proud in it and, and, and do that thing. So but that's- I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a part of it. Like, I don't think I'll speak from my own personal experience as a, as a fat guy yeah. <laughs> or a big guy. Um, someone who called me big. They was like, you're not fat. You're just big. I'm like, all right. I don't know the difference. Like, oh, thank whatever. you. <laughs> um, but like, there's things I can do that makes me proud. Right. Like, I still mm-hmm. can go out on a basketball court and hold my own and bust people ass. Like, I still can do that at my size. Yeah. But at the end of the day. I still am not fully comfortable with my size. There's things I won't wear, right? Um, And so as body positive as you can be, there's still some part within her, I believe, that isn't truly happy with being the size that she is. Yeah. Like there, And I think that's, at least for me as a big guy, right? Like no matter how good I can run, I can be on the Peloton for an hour, no matter how good I feel, I still have those th- inclinations of like, yo, I'm still too big. Right? It's the yeah. reason why I'm working out like this. It's the reason why I eat this way. Right? If I was happy with it, I'll just be letting it go and like, all right, cool, let's live in it. But yeah. I don't think most big people aren't happy being big. And it's not because the world is shaming us. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we know it's unhealthy to carry this much weight. Yeah. And sometimes we just don't feel good. Like I'm, I'm now I can't say that I am a big person. What I can say is I'm, I'm leaning more towards the thicker side. Um, so I get it. You know, when you talk about uncomfortable clothing and stuff like that, right? Like there are certain shirts I won't wear. Uh, I won't wear tight shirts because I have a small, like under pouch that if I wear a tight shirt, it's going to show that pouch loud and proud. And it looked like I got a little fanny pack in the front. 
And so that's why I'd be like, nah, I'm not wearing that shirt. Get at the Goodwill. That ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's it's a battle. It's a battle. And yeah, there's definitely evil people out there in the world who yeah. who are saying yeah. things to harm. They're literally yeah. saying things to harm. But I feel like there was some fitness model who got in trouble years back for talking about Lizzo's size and was telling and was talking about how unhealthy it was. And right. I don't think she was bashing Lizzo. Yeah. Right? She I was literally speaking she was literally speaking on like it's good to be body positive and love your body, but at the end of the day, it's still unhealthy to be that size. Like it is. Mm-hmm. In America, we try not this is the reason why we're the most obese nation in the world. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes we have to kind of come to grips with those things and, and it's hard right. to face that and it's hard to hear it, it's hard to see it. Um like I know I can handle people bashing me all day every day because of my size. So like that's another reason why I never want to be famous. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, same. Be a and you can be so big and unhealthy, right? Like there there are ways yeah. to be big and in and healthy. healthy. But if you are in a situation where you are big and you know not taking any steps to you know, do any exercise or anything like that, or, you know, maintain your diet or control it or whatever have you. And you are in, you're in a space where your, your stuff is just going haywire. Like your, your, your BMI is, is not where it's supposed to be. Your, your, your blood sugar is not where it's supposed to be. Your blood pressure is up and high and all that kind of stuff like that. It might be time for a change because that, that gets you to an unhealthy space. And it shortens your life, like it does. It does. Those are things I think about, right? Like I talked, we talked about health in the last one, right? Like those are things I think about. So yeah, yes, it took me fifteen years to get to the size that I'm at. I'm at right now. Right. Um, Those fifteen years of just being lazy, to be perfectly honest. Um, I got, I got my, I got my wife, and was like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I ain't going back in these streets. I ain't going back in these streets. I got her. Right. I tell her every day, we're going to be angry roommates. You ain't never leaving me. Just let That's you know. it. That's it. Period. <laughs> we could be Period. like like grandparents used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. Granny had her room. She, granddaddy had his. Cuss each other out all day long. That's it. That's it. But So that's, that's it. where we're going to be. Yeah. Oh, man. And then like other stuff that's going on in the world, like, you know, we can't we'd be remiss if we leave today and not talk about this Afghanistan situation, right? Like, or at least briefly touch on it. So they are in a situation that is truly heartbreaking right now. Um, Just truly heartbreaking. And I would not want to be the president of the U S right now, because I am in a situation where I, I believe that regardless of what president it is, no president could have predicted what just happened and no president could get us out of Afghanistan in a way that was not a fumble on the play. I mean, this thing is turned into a disaster, which we, I mean, everyone saw it, but Biden was saying that they, that it wasn't predictable or, or they couldn't predict that, um, the Taliban would take over in such time. I I believe him to a certain extent. Like I don't, nothing is predictable. Like nothing in the future is predictable because it's the future. But in the same token, like we can assume some things are going to happen based off of the trajectory of how other things are going. So I don't know. What's your thoughts on that, man? I mean, there's a couple things there. Like, yeah, there, there was no good play. Yeah. There is, there is no way. Like, for 20 years, everybody been saying we need to get out of Afghanistan. Absolutely. You know, there's been three presidents who were like, all right, we're pulling. We're pulling. We're pulling now. Yeah. There's been like three presidents, right? And there was no way to avoid this happening, right? Because everything that was put in place was put in place because of American stronghold, yeah. American military forces, like American dollars, right? So mm-hmm. everything that was built during this fake war, because remember, this war was created. Created. For oil. (laughs) And cocaine. Fake war and cocaine, heroin, right? Yep. So fake, you know, fake enemies, fake war. We created this rift, 
right? Exactly. George Bush created this rift. We used 9-11 to create this fake war. Mm-hmm. And for 20 years, we've been dealing with it. Right. And we've been there at least 15 years too long. I still, I'll say 20, but to be nice, I'll say at least 15 years too long. So right. there, was no, there was no easy way to pull out of it. And for Joe Biden to say, I believe him as he's saying, like, he, he didn't predict, like, the takeover happening mm-hmm. that fast. Right. Like, it because honestly, it was like at 12 o'clock, they were like, we pulling out. At 1 mm-hmm. o'clock, they took all that shit back. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think for him, he was like, I at least thought we were going to have maybe a month or two of stability. Right. So, like, I think that was in his head. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't predict it would happen literally, like, the next day. Exactly. After we exactly. pulled forces, after we did all these things. Um, and what the president at the time, he he took off. And I believe he took off for like $160 million. Yeah, he did. He did. Like, that, uh, in cash. Yeah, like in cash. You know how heavy yeah. money is? $160 in cash. Yeah. That's crazy. And he did, like, that's crazy. But so... I mean, it's it's an unfortunate situation. I feel I always feel for kids in that situation because they are always the collateral damage to what adults have created for them mm-hmm. in those spaces, and they're literally innocent uh, and have no say in what their life is going to look like moving forward. But I can't I can't get mad at U.S. or the president for doing something three presidents said they were going to do and wanted to do. Everybody right. in you and everybody in America have been wanting to pull out of Af- Afghanistan. No matter what side of the aisle that you're on, yeah, it's been something that has been talked about that everybody wanted to happen. We're spending trillions of dollars over there for no reason. We're we're getting Americans killed for no reason. So we had to pull, and it's unfortunate right. that it it fell out the way that it did. Yeah, um, and it's unfortunate that you know women's rights are being stripped away, um, and the progress, right? And everybody talks about progress that made, but all that once again, all that was fake progress. Yeah. So the all president was, was Ashraf Ghani, and yeah. he just showed up right in the UAE. They thought he was in uh, Tajikistan or whatever that it is over there. Um, mm-hmm. And so when he really went to the UAE with all that money and all that kind of stuff like that, it was crazy, man. But, like, speaking of progress, like, the president was saying that, you know, they had had 300,000 soldiers that had been trained over the last 20 years. There was a couple trillion dollars pumped into the infrastructure of Afghanistan and things of that nature. And I'm just like, well, what happened? You know, like, what made all these people fold in all at once and what we projected to be a matter of weeks or a matter of months, it literally took 11 days for the entire country to fall to Taliban rule. Now, one thing is for sure, and two things are for certain, Trump had had something to do with this because the Republican Party was just put on blast by the Democrats because they took a portion of their website down that clearly shows Trump meeting with the Taliban leader to, you know, work out a plan for the U.S.'s exit from Afghanistan. And it, it, it bothered me that this man met with the leader of the Taliban and not the actual political leaders of the, the country, right? Like, he didn't meet with Ghani's administration. He met with the Taliban. And the Republicans pulled that down off their website because they had it up and they pulled it down, like, real quick overnight and the Democrats called them out about it, like yesterday or something like that. It was wild. And so Trump had a hand in all this, too. This is some shit that Trump started and that Biden was like, you know what? Well, I did promise that we would get out here and this is kind of my way of doing it. So let me just go ahead and make good on that promise to get us out of here by just continuing what we might have going on now. Unfortunately, no president could have predicted that it was just going to be an utter disaster, right? And now we have... Taliban rule of Afghanistan, which is wild. And once again, it was going to happen. Yeah. 
anytime we pulled out, it could have been if we pulled out a yeah. year late, next year, two years, four years, whatever, whenever yeah. we would have pulled out, this was always going to be the end result. Always. This is always going to be the end result. Yeah. And once again, it's unfortunate, but I can't blame Biden no. for what was caused before him. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. That's stupid real. to do that. And for people to do that, it's it's completely crazy and unfair because any president who, who inherited this problem was going to get the same result. Absolutely. So he's the so I'll give him credit for being the president to actually pull the trigger and do it. Because Obama said he was gonna do it. Trump mm-hmm. went that met with Afghanistan and Taliban's and created mm-hmm. this agreement that they Crazy. were going to withdraw and didn't withdraw um mm-hmm. and biden in year one was like we said we've been we, we've been saying for 12 years now we're withdrawing so now let's let's just get, let's, let's rip the band-aid off literally yeah. just rip the band-aid off i have no we have no other choice so that's crazy it's, it's unfortunate it's unfortunate yeah. um and you know as much as this country gets on my nerve especially as it relates to COVID. Um, I appreciate the freedoms that we have here and the rights that I we do. have here. You, you, you um, can't knock it. it it's, it's the land it's of hypocrisy, and unfortunately, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of safe for us. It, it's, you know, this is a perfect example of the freedoms that we have, um, even though our country is a complete utter mess. Right. Um, we're, I always tell people, we're the yeah. richest third world country in the world. We are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is the land of opportunity. This mm-hmm. is where a beautiful young woman can groom <laughs> a college freshman, have a Ooh. baby, take her baby and run, and Ooh. get what a rumored two hundred to three hundred k a month mm. from said person mm. that she manipulated. Mm. So. Tell us about this situation because <laughs> I I had to read up about it. I didn't know anything about it besides what the shade room was reporting, which is you know that's that's terrible because that's that's junk media, right? But what what's happening here? I mean, it first came across you know my eyes through men in my life who think women are out here trying to get their money and they ain't got no money but that's what they think right trap babies (laughs) so i was seeing it you know being retweeted talked about on twitter um, talked about on facebook um, okay and then i saw people talking about it on instagram as well like shade room and like it was just blowing up so Brittany renner who i didn't even like i i knew the name okay but there's so many people where I know names. are like, why are y'all famous? Like, there's so many people in 2021 where I'm like, who are you? What do you do besides just being pretty, right? Being pretty with a nice body. Like, what do you do? So apparently she got her fame. She was uh, a fitness person. Like, that's how she got her fame, doing fitness videos. Okay. Uh, but anyway, she... Apparently, I slept with a lot of celebrities and been bouncing around with a ton of celebrities. And then she found her one. Found her one who was going to wife her up. You know. Um, don't save her. She don't, she don't want to be saved. Save. Don't hey. save her. Mm. She don't want to be saved. So, PJ Washington, uh, mm. while a freshman at Kentucky kind of ran into her, met her. Okay. Um, she's fine. She is so, gorgeous. Like, she is. You can't take nothing away. She's fine. Gorgeous. So, you know, he met her while he was in Kentucky. They started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, he got drafted to the NBA. They have a kid. And allegedly, right after having the kid, Brittany took off. She left him. And he ain't seen his baby. And obviously, she wants child support for the baby. That's, that's what? what's allegedly floating around on the internet. And... She got a payday, right? Huh. She did what all these women who go to All-Star Weekend try to do. Find me an NBA player. <laughs> Listen. Let me let me get a check for 18, 18 years. I ain't right? even going to lie. I mean, CIAA, 
when I was down there in Charlotte, I was like, let me find a baller too because I'm trying to get some money. I'm trying to get paid. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and we did a poll on Instagram, right? And we had a few responses. And there were a lot of people who were like, you know, there's no such thing as a trap baby, right? Like you can't trap someone into having a financial situation with you or, you know, being with you because with a baby because you should have wrapped it up and you should have protected yourself, which I wholeheartedly agree in. But the one thing about this is we have to remember that there are people who don't like to use condoms when they have sex and that's okay too, right? And so if you're in that space where you are enjoying that person, where you're getting to know that person and you all engage in sexual relationships and things of that nature, and you all get to a point where y'all can trust each other and not use condoms and things of that nature. Well, one thing's for sure that happens with a lot of heterosexual sex is that babies come out of this kind of sex. Okay. Um, let's be very clear. Um, no, not all situations, of course, because, you know, some people can't reproduce or whatever have you, whatever their situation is. But if you have two adult people who are who have differing sex organs and come together and make a baby, they make a baby, you know, if it can work. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel sorry for them. I don't. I mean, I don't. And I mean, the grooming of him as a freshman, that's that's a rumor. I was just playing around. That's that's not. There was like a photo of her in a Kentucky shirt. And people were like, oh, my God, she chased him since freshman. But anyway, still a simple fact that she wrote a book. She got she got her super head on. Right. Wrote a book Mm -hmm. detailing all of her exploits with celebrities. Right. I saw that. Now, granted, Everyone has a past, and they they are allowed to grow, right? Yeah. But I firmly believe what Maya Angelou always said, right? Mm-hmm. If someone shows you who they are, believe, believe them. them. Believe them. Yeah. Right. And 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 he didn't. Right. He he mm-hmm. didn't. He didn't listen to what other people probably was telling him about her. Um, mm-hmm. didn't see the history and thought like, oh, I can be the one. Which I just realized, also, there's like a seven, eight year age gap. I saw that them. too. So, I feel, I feel bad for that he got, you know, that he got took and he's going to have to pay tons of money for a baby who, you know, came out of something that he, pro- he probably really cared for Brittany. I think, yeah, that's, the, so. I think that's the one part I think that's the one part that gets lost in it, right? Like, for him, it was a true relationship. For it, for him, it was a real thing, right? Um, and in terms of you can't trap somebody. It's a, it's different ways of trapping people, right? Like, yeah. When we brought this topic up, the trap baby in this situation, it's he's now tied to her for eighteen years. Yes. Whether he like it or not, his money is tied to her to eighteen years. Now we can say it's the money for the baby, but. Yo, I have a baby. Mm-hmm. My baby ain't worth. I mean, she's worth two hundred k a month, but what right. I spend on her is nowhere near two hundred to three hundred k a month. Now, I know they say because he has a, they gotta have the same lifestyle, whether it's with their mom or with the dad. You gotta maintain the same lifestyle, so that's why it's that much money. Gotcha. So that's why, like, when you see celebrities who are paying this much money to their ex, and you're like, she don't deserve that. It's because the kid can't go from living in a mansion with daddy on the weekend to go home to mommy's studio. Like you can't true that. Okay. That y'all can't sense. do that. So like, that's just to explain to all the dudes who'd be like, Oh, women get away with murder. If it was on, it'll be on the other. She was on the other foot. Kevin Federline, Britney Spears, he getting a ton of money from Britney because they got to maintain the same level of living with both parents. So, yeah. but there's definitely, go ahead. Yeah, I think also there needs to be with 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 regard to child support, there needs to be a situation involved with child support where no no hear me out. I am not a I am not against child support in any kind of way. However, I do believe that there should be some type of arbitration or some type of remediation involved in the process of child support, right? Like 
is there a way that we can work together to mutually support this child without the state's involvement or without the government's involvement or whatever have you, right? Like, is there a way we can do that? Like, that should be a step in that child support process. It shouldn't be a situation where I can just automatically go take you and put you on child support because what I've noticed, especially in my own social sphere, is I've had a couple friends and cousins and things of that nature who were were victims of the system, right? Like they were trying to do for their child. They were trying to, you know, support the child and all that kind of stuff like that. They were willing to work with the child's mother in order to create a lifestyle that was balanced for the child. But that didn't happen because she took him and, and got on child support. And he had no say in the matter. Like there was nothing he could do. So I think that there should be a step like you should be able to go before an arbitrator, you know, you and the the, the, the child's mom, have a conversation, you know, work this thing out where y'all can come up with a mutually agreeable situation that does not involve the state and then take that avenue instead of just going down a route where it's like, I can just take you, get the state involved and they can start garnishing your wages, right? Like, that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, when the state gets involved, it, it, it screws the whole game up. It does. Because right? you don't even get all and, the money. The state gets more of the money. Yeah, and... More times than not, in my circle, it has happened when there was some rift, right? Like some mm-hmm. argument leads to like, I'm putting you on child support now. Yeah. When everything was solid and good. And I don't think people truly understand the damage that that does, not only to the person who's put on child support, because I'm not going to say the father, because some men do it to women. So like, I'm not going right, to go yep. that route, but the damage that it does to the kid in the long run. Yeah, because now it has turned their parents into adversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes co-parenting for many very difficult because now there's a grudge against that person who puts you on child support, right? Yeah, there's some resentment there. So that's where you get these testy battles. Like my mom and dad, they gonna if my mom and dad hear this, they gonna hate me. But <laughs> like my mom and dad went through went through that, right? It's where my mom put my dad on child support, and my dad never felt like he should have been paying child support through the government system because he was like, yo, I'm here for my kids. Yeah. Like, whatever they need, you know, I got them. And, like, my mom, she my mom, she gets mad because my dad is the reason why I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead. Like, yeah. I wrote this a while ago on a blog of mine, right? Like, mm-hmm. shoes, to me, always equated love. So, like, my dad, whenever my dad would give me a pair of shoes that I wanted, that's how I knew my dad loved me. Yeah. Right. So even though I didn't see him all the time, just because of things that were going on, mm-hmm. he'll still show up with a pair of shoes that I wanted. So for me, I equate shoes with love. Like that's how okay. that's why they're so connected to me. So when people are like you love shoes, I'm like, it's deeper than that to me. Right. Like, it's deeper than that to me. So like, yes, I buy my daughter a lot of shoes. I'm gonna buy the next mm-hmm. one a lot of shoes, because for me that's love. That's love. Yeah. Um but they were adversaries mm-hmm. from like age ten. So literally, like, in my mid-20s, wow. <laughs> like, they just didn't get along, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's hella weird, like, because now they're back to being friends again. So like, okay. I get frustrated if I call home and my mom pick up. I'm like, what you doing? She's like, oh, your daddy here. Or your daddy just left. I'm like, why didn't they got your house? Like, y'all not supposed to be talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> y'all okay. supposed to be talking like that. My, tell my him to go home. <laughs> yeah, like, tell him he to go home. He like, just he left. He shouldn't... He shouldn't be there. Uh, hell was so I just, just got off the phone with your daddy. Hopefully you talking about my sister or something. Y'all shouldn't just be. But then okay. again, they've known each other their whole life. Right. Yeah. Like literally their whole life. So it goes deeper right. than we have kids together. Like they, yeah. they truly have a bond that outside That's of them right. being married and having kids, they truly have a bond for like just knowing each other for right. 50 plus years. Like, yeah, That's right. it is what it is. But all that to say, like. It's truly a partnership, and when it goes that route, when it turns mm-hmm. ugly, it impacts so much more than just that parent that you're trying to punish. Because I think a lot of people do it to, out of sheer punishment and resentment. Yeah. Now, if you just have a deadbeat and they ain't talking to you, yes, yes. put them in them papers. I wholeheartedly. I'm, I'm not. That. Yeah, I'm not saying don't put anyone on child support. If that person ain't in their kid's life, they ain't doing nothing. Put them on child support. 
But if y'all are, if y'all are co-parenting, y'all need to work through those issues together. You yeah. hear my little girl in the back. She's trying to bust down the door to get in here. Yeah, she's trying to get in there. <laughs> but I can't go. We can't go yet. Yes. So I'm going I'm to let her keep beating down the door. We can't go yet because we finally got a ask a fool question. Ooh, so baby. if you ain't been following us on social, I've been saying, right, you can ask us some questions and we will answer them here on the show. We will give you advice here on the show. Finally got one. I'm so excited when it came through. This and it's a good one. one. Yes. It's a good one. So I really want to end the end the episode talking about this and giving the listener some advice on what they should do mm-hmm. or, or just hear our side of it, I should say. Right. right. I don't want y'all to take what we say, run with it, then it don't work out and y'all back mad at us. So listen at your own risk. <laughs> so this anonymous person, because we want to keep them anonymous, mm-hmm. reached out because they want to know should they break up with a man. They've been dating a man for seven months, and the mother doesn't like her. The Mm. mother hasn't outright said it, but she knows through the mother's actions. For example, Mm. when the mother calls her man and say they're in a car, so a speakerphone, like most cars are today, Mm -hmm. and he say, hey, I'm with, you know, such and such. He was like, oh, how your little friend doing? Refuses to acknowledge her by the name. Mm. Refuses to acknowledge her as a girlfriend seven months in. Uh-oh. So her question is, one, should she bring this up to her boyfriend because he seems to not acknowledge it or see it? Or mm. should she leave the relationship because the mother doesn't like her and the guy doesn't defend her? Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Told you it was a good one. First of all, I'm going to say, if I am in the presence of someone I love and someone calls or someone walks up to us and talks to us or something like that, or if I am with the person that I love and that happens and you don't acknowledge me, I would feel like you have a problem with me. If you don't acknowledge my partner, I would feel like you had a problem with my partner. I'm going to address that. And so, and, and, and let's be very clear. Your man knows. He feels it. He feels it. He knows. He knows that your mama is slighting you. I mean, he knows that his mama is slighting you, you with your little friend or whatever have you. You know when somebody is slighting your partner, and that is not a com- comfortable feeling. And so he should be uncomfortable, one. Two, he should be man enough to address this, especially with his mom, Because if you are important to him and you're in a situation where he wants to be with you and y'all are kicking it and all this other kind of stuff like that and y'all are important to each other, then you need to be important enough for him to pull his mama to the side and be like, hey, mama, you need to come correct and know that that's not just my friend. That's my girlfriend. And, you know, if we're in the car and you hear her or something like that, speak to her just like she would speak to you. It shouldn't be different. Like, respect is reciprocal. That's it. So. Mm. So, coming from me, who I have a very opinionated mama, and she's going to let her feelings be known. Mm-hmm. My mama will let you know. Like, you will know where you stand with my mom. <laughs> yes. Um, you will know. And... I had a little girl in college. I wouldn't call her a girlfriend, but I had a little girl in college I brought home one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mom was like, didn't acknowledge her, right? Was like, she's just a girl. Um, mm-hmm. Why are you breaking this girl, little girl to my house? That's what my mama said in front of the girl, right? And at that point in time, I didn't really address it. I didn't. I mean, I was, what, 20 years old or something? Um, so I really didn't address it. And mm-hmm. needless to say, we didn't last. My mama, my mama knew something about her. Uh, okay. But with my wife, right? But anytime it get, it was really difficult for me. Like being, mm-hmm. I am my mom's only son. I'm her oldest, so clear. Like I am my mom's everything, right? Right. And when my mom comes to visit, there's always things that I have to make sure that I'm doing 
to make my wife know that she is the number one girl in my world, right? Right. Yes, it's my mom. But whatever is happening, this is your house. This is your area. So I let my mom know sometimes, like, hey, Giovanni doesn't appreciate this. And my mom, she, that respect factor. Yeah. She, and my mom loves Giovanni, so it was easier. Yeah. But early That's on, it was difficult. Yeah. It was, you know, you got to balance that, but you got to speak up. Yeah, and you too. don't have to be disrespectful, but yeah. if your mom is calling your girlfriend, your friend, or that girl, mm-hmm. you got to be like, yo, mom, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, I've said this multiple times. She's been here multiple times. Like, you have to respect her and at least give her that. Yeah. Right? Like, give her that. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's causing a rift between you and y'all relationship right now. Yeah. Right? So my advice is, one, he knows. He knows that up. his mama don't like you. So I would say do two things. One, address it and see if he's going to step up to the plate to address this with his mom. Like mm-hmm. Give him an opportunity. Y'all been together for seven months. It sounds like you don't want to leave him. So give him the opportunity to step up to be a man. Yes. If he fails to step up to that opportunity, then you leave. should leave because you're always going to be second fiddle to his mom. Yep. And she's yep. never going to respect you because he doesn't respect you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like his mom yeah. is doing this and because she he hasn't stepped up, his mom don't take your relationship serious because he doesn't. Not at all. If he told his mom one time really stern, right, like, Mom, this is my girl. We together. Please call her by her name. Acknowledge her. Then the mother, even if she don't like you, she'll start acknowledging you at least. Yeah. Right? Because now she knows, all right, my son is serious about this. Right. Because it may not even be an issue of her liking you because she, she don't even really know you, probably. It's probably an issue of respect, right? Her respecting you. Mm-hmm. And so respecting you as, you know, his her, his girlfriend and things of that nature. But one, he has to make it very clear that this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be with. Just like with my mother, you know, she she was not comfortable with me being gay at first and meeting my partners, but I made it very clear to her that, you know, regardless of how long we've been together or how long we were, we will be together, this is who I'm with now. And so this is who you will acknowledge as my partner at the time if we're, we're together. Uh, my partner and I were just talking about this the other day and he was like, you know, I'm your number one. Like, I thought your mama was your number one. I was like, no, my mama was number one to my stepfather because that was his wife. My mama's not my wife. <laughs> okay. You my number one. She's his number one because that's his, that was his wife, you know? Um, And so, you know, your partner should always come first and you should always make sure that your partner, just like Jeff, just like you said, you should always make sure that your partner feels that regardless of what you are number one and you come first. That's it. Even with, you know, friends and things of that nature, like you can have best friends and all that kind of stuff like that. But you will do for your partner. You 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 have a, a, a eros type of love for your partner, right? Like you might have an agape love for your friends, where it's like you know universal and all this other kind of stuff like that. But that eros love is a little bit deeper. That's a deeper connection. Your friends can't do for you what your partner can do for you, and so you need to make sure that you are respecting that bond that y'all have by not letting someone else disrespect y'all, even if it's your mom. And- yeah, and I'll end with this. His mama don't have to like you. She don't. She don't. Like, it'll make it... Obviously, that's what you want. It'll make it better. But she don't have to. But she must respect you. She definitely And it does. starts with him respecting you. Right? Now, Preach. granted, I'm coming from a space of privilege because my mother-in-law absolutely loves me. I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> lucky. My, my in-laws okay. are amazing. Our in-laws get to get, get to, they're great, right? My parents mm-hmm. love Giovanni, so we're good in that space. But mm-hmm. we, we literally, I had this conversation with my wife when I asked her, like, she was asking me, how did I ask her parents to marry her and all these things? And I was like, what if your parents said no? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what that would have been? And Giovanni mm-hmm. was like, they're not marrying you. Hello. Right? I am. 
while I would love for them to be supportive of it, if they're not, then we would have dealt with that when we, we would have had to cross that bridge and deal with it. But exactly. I love you, you who I want to be with. So I will let them know that and we will still build together. Right. Exactly. That's all about the respect factor that she has for me and I have for her. If my mama didn't like her, I'll still be with her. Like, mom, you just gonna have to get over it. Like, yep. you just gonna have to get over it. So that's what that's what you have to do. So we're gonna end with the advice. Talk to him. See if he's gonna step up to the plate and address his moms and let his moms know that this is my girlfriend. Please address her as such. And if he don't, pack yourself up. It's only been seven months. Move on. Yep, it's only gonna get worse. Leave. Because it's never gonna get better. Nope. That's I mean, there's a lot of I, I would say I am somewhat of a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Right? But I wouldn't let my mom disrespect my wife ever. Even when we were dating. It doesn't happen. It, it wouldn't happen. It's just Never. You can't do that. Alright. Now, if y'all want advice or to hear our opinions on stuff, mm-hmm. just ask us. Ask right? away. <laughs> ask away. Thank y'all for listening to us. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Um We'll be back next week. That's it. That's it. We out. Peace.